When the sixth seal is broken at the end of Revelation chapter 6, there's a cosmic sign. The natural lights go out to prepare the world for the coming, the glory of the King of the universe, Jesus Christ. It's going to be the most grand entrance of all time. And we're going to get the foretaste of it in this cosmic sign in Revelation 6. And it's today on Walk in Truth. Welcome to the Walk in Truth weekend program. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance. It's our goal to build up believers and reach out with God's truth to all people. Before we get started with today's message, you can learn more about Pastor Michael, the online store, and podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part three of Revelation 6, The Seven Seals. Jesus says these words, Matthew 24, 23. He says, if anyone says to you, behold, here is the Christ, or there he is, don't believe them. Don't believe him. Uh, For false Christs and false prophets will arise, and what will they do? They will show great signs and wonders, so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. At this time, you're going to have false Christs, false prophets, people who are saying, Jesus has appeared. He's out in the wilderness. Uh, He's over here. They're even going to be able to do great signs. We were at a men's Bible study, and one of the guys that studies eschatology said, can you imagine how tempting this would be? Let's say that you're a believer. Times are difficult. Maybe you're in hiding, and you hear reports that Jesus has appeared again, and to confirm it, people are doing great signs and wonders. And this gentleman looked at me and said, Pastor Michael, I've never seen you do a miracle. And he's right. Imagine if, imagine if someone's doing great signs and wonders. Would you be in awe of it? Would, would you be tempted to believe that they were from God? But Jesus says, even with that, don't believe it. If possible, this could even mislead who? 24, the elect, the chosen of God. Behold, Jesus says, here's the purpose of this prophecy. I've told you what? I've told you in advance. That's the nature nature of predictive prophecy, in advance. If therefore they say to you, behold, he's in the wilderness, don't go forth. If they say he's in in the inner rooms or the secret chambers, perhaps in the temple, don't believe it. Could be a reference to, oh, he's back in the temple. Everything's cool now. Jesus says these words, for just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so shall the coming, this, this is the parousia, the second coming, singular, coming of the Son of Man, that's Jesus, be. It'll be just like a lightning strike that goes from the east and flashes even to the west. How many of you have seen pictures of these incredible lightning strikes, man? A streak across the sky, and you're just like, wow, that is awesome. Well, Jesus says, my second coming will be similar to that. In other words, you won't be able to miss it. Nobody will be saying, did Jesus come? I don't know. Did Jesus come? I don't know. (laughs) It's going to be a massive light show. We've sat in uh, stadiums before when they dim the lights and they start to shoot the fireworks off. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, boop, 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 boop. Right? And they're pretty impressive. You ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Because when Jesus comes... The natural lights are going off. God can just go like this. And Jesus is coming. And he says, you won't miss it. It'll be like a lightning strike. 
Here's another idiom. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will be. This is like saying it'll be as plain as the nose on your face. Here's the illustration. If you see vultures flying up above, what do you have a pretty good idea of? Something is either dying or dead below. Jesus says, that's how it's going to be. It'll be very obvious. It will not be that you'll have to wonder if he showed up in a secret room somewhere or uh, in a back alley somewhere or out in the wilderness where you have to go to the top of the mountain and put on a white robe and meet him. None of that. When Jesus comes, everybody's going to know. Every eye, Revelation 1-7, will see him and they will mourn, right? I believe some will be rejoicing and some will be mourning. Now, in Revelation 6, Jesus has given us the sign. A book came out called The Sign, and this is what it indicates. It's, this is the marker that the day of the Lord is about to come or is commencing. It's the sixth seal, Revelation 6.12. There's a great earthquake, a sign of divine visitation like Mount Sinai. The sun gets darkened. It becomes black like sackcloth 6.12, made of hair. The whole moon becomes like blood. We've heard the idea of a blood moon in recent past. The stars of the sky fell to the earth. I don't believe that's literally falling, but I believe it's another indication of darkness as a fig tree casts its unripe figs when shaken by a great wind. Now, I want to show you a parallel passage. Go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 13. This is another day of the Lord section, Isaiah. And this is Isaiah telling us about the day of the Lord. He's going to give us some similar language. Look at Isaiah 13 and pick it up at verse, oh, there's so much good stuff here. Six, wail for the day of the Lord is near. 13.6 Isaiah, it will come as destruction from the Almighty. Therefore, all hands will fall limp. Every man's heart will melt they will be terrified, Isaiah 13, 8. Pains and anguish will take hold of them. The, they will ride like a woman in labor. Interesting. They will look at one another in astonishment, their faces aflame. Just write Indiana Jones, the first movie, in your margin. <laughs> Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, cruel with fury and burning anger, to make the land a desolation. And he, God, will exterminate its sinners from it. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not flash forth their light. That's why I think it's probably having to do with light here. The sun will be dark when it rises. The moon will not shed its light. Thus, God says, I will punish the world for its evil, the wicked for their iniquity. I will also put an end to the arrogance of the proud and abase the haughtiness of the ruthless. I will make a mortal man scarcer than pure gold and make and mankind than the gold of Ophir. Therefore, I shall make the heavens tremble. The earth will be shaken from its place and the fury of the Lord in the day, at the fury of the Lord in the day of his burning anger. Now back to Revelation 6. You came for a study of the book of Revelation? Here you go. <laughs> this, is, this is what the Bible's telling us is gonna happen. Tribulation, and then this sign that the wrath of God is coming or about to commence. In verse 14 of Revelation 6, it says, the sky will split apart like a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island will be moved out of their places. Do you think anybody will be wondering what's going on? 
I don't think so. I think people will know that the God who made everything, the world and everything in it, the earth, who told the sea, you can only go that far, who placed the sun where it is, who made every star and calls them all by name, will come to deal out retribution. And it's a wonder he hasn't already. He flooded the world with a flood, you know, a long time ago. And Peter says in 2 Peter 3 that when the day of the Lord comes, there's going to be the fire of the Lord. But there's been a long time in between. And what's been the purpose of that long time? Because God is not willing that any perish, but what? All come to repentance. But this is the time of divine visitation. The sky is split apart like a scroll. This age is rolled up and it's going to conclude. Uh, oh, so many good scriptures. Okay. One, one more in Isaiah. Go back to Isaiah 34. <laughs> Isaiah 34. Again, taking scripture with scripture, Isaiah 34. I want to show you um, how he records similar language here. He says, draw near, 34, one of Isaiah. Draw near, O nations, to hear and listen, O peoples. Let the earth and all it contains hear, the world and all that springs from it. 34, two, Isaiah. For the Lord's indignation is against all the nations and his wrath against all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them and has given them over to slaughter. So their slain will be thrown out. Their corpses will give off their stench. The mountains will be drenched with their blood. And all the host of heaven will wear away. And the sky will be rolled up like a scroll. All their hosts will also wither away as a leaf withers from the vine or as one withers from the fig tree. This world, this age, the heavens and the earth, um, all that goes with this age, if you, if you return to Matthew 24, is going to be rolled up. It's going to be summed up. God is going to make new heavens and a new earth wherein righteousness dwells. And he's going to do a makeover of everything. And it's going to be tied uh, to his resurrection, we're back in Matthew 24, tied to, I'm, so, I'm sorry, to his second coming and the resurrection of God's people, the resurrection and the rapture. Now, here's what happens. Now, we've been following the seals. We've been seeing if you know, there's a symmetry. In Matthew 24, verse 29, here's what Jesus says. But immediately after the tribulation of those days, what does he say? The sun will be what? darken the moon will not give its light we have seen it in isaiah we've we can see this in the book of joel we've seen it in revelation we saw it in luke and now we see it in matthew the sixth seal i believe jesus is talking about the sun will be darkened the moon will not give its light the stars will fall from the sky the powers of the heavens will be shaken here's the sign the sixth seal you can write it in your margin and then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky as the natural lights have gone out. And then all the tribes of the earth will do what? They will mourn and they will see the Son of Man, that's Jesus, coming on the clouds, clouds of glory, of the sky with power and great glory. And he, when he comes, after the sixth seal sign of the darkening of everything, and he will send forth his angels with what? A great trumpet, you can see the trumpet in 1 Thessalonians 4 connected to the rapture. A great trumpet. And they, the angels, will gather together who? His elect 
from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. You've been listening to the Walk in Truth weekend program. Visit the Walk in Truth store today and get the DVD series in Revelation by Michael Lance. The book of Revelation reveals the person and work of Jesus Christ. This book will give you a unique glimpse into heaven and the worship that happens there. It also reveals the future. We see the seven-sealed scroll, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the mark of the beast, and learn about the new heaven and the new earth. Join Michael Lance in these DVD series of the dramatic, often sobering book. Visit the Walk in Truth store today to order your copy of the DVDs, all available to help you dive deeper into the book of Revelation. Visit walkintruth.com today. That's walkintruth.com. Now back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. And they, the angels, will gather together who? His elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other. What's that sound like? It sounds like we've got all the persecution and tribulation. It sounds like God has given the sign to the world, which is in Old and New Testament uh, predictions. Then Jesus makes an entrance, but before wrath comes, the elect are swept out like Noah, like Lot, the people of the world have no question. They're mourning over his appearance. They see him. And then the elect are swept into the presence of Almighty God. Now you could, later on for your own study, keep reading that chapter and you'll see the examples of Noah given here. Noah and then Lot is given in uh, the book of Luke. Now we'll finish it in Revelation 6. And I'll give you a kind of a, a big picture view as we we'll sum up tonight. So back to Revelation 6. And then look at what happens next. So it says, Revelation 6, the kings of the earth and the great men, verse 15, Revelation 6, and the commanders and the rich and the strong and every slave and free man, what did they do? Did they say, oh, finally, now I can have a conversation with him. Finally, I can put all my gripes on the table. Finally, mono e mono, me and God, we're going to have a conversation. Oh, no. Kings, great men, commanders, rich, strong, slave, free, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and to the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne. We're all the way back to Revelation 5. Him who sits on the throne, he's got the scroll. And from the wrath of who? Of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come. You could say is about to commence. And who is able to stand? What does the rebellious world do when they see the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? They say, I'm going to try to find a hiding spot, almost like Adam and Eve did after they sinned against God. They tried to hide from God. You can't hide from God. Where can I go from your presence, O Lord? Where can I flee from your spirit? Nowhere you can go. And so, but they try to hide. And in fact, they say, please let a rock fall on me because I don't want to face him, which indicates to me that there's the brilliant light of God. You know, the Bible says that God dwells in what? Unapproachable light. 
God is light. Our God is a consuming fire. This is almost like the response at Sinai when the people see God and it looks like a fire on top of Sinai and they say to Moses, you go talk to him and let us know what he says. (laughs) Moses says, I was full of fear and trembling in the book of Deuteronomy. And it's also recorded, I believe, in Hebrews. This day of wrath has come and who is able to stand? This day is coming. It's a promise that we have. Some insightful words by James Hamilton. He says, everything people sell their souls to gain fails them when the great day comes. Politicians sacrifice their integrity to get elected, but their office won't help them when Jesus comes. The rich, the rich trade life for money. The powerful exchange loving relationships to gain influence. And people everywhere prefer enhancing their image to building character and learning truth. But when God knocks the mountains off their roots and yanks the earth's surface flat, when he rolls up the scroll of the sky, nothing that people forsook him to gain gain, will protect them from his wrath. How will you fare before the wrath of God? Do you think status or influence or wealth or greatness is going to help you on that day? There is only one shelter from the wrath of God on that day, the shelter of the cross of Jesus Christ. Only those who believe that Jesus died to pay the penalty for their sins, that he rose to conquer sin and death, only those who trust Jesus will be sheltered by Jesus from divine wrath on that day. You take a look at the world. You take a look at what people do for 60 or 80 years of fame and fortune. They'll leave marriages. They'll sell their souls to the devil. And for what? Especially on this great day, when you see everybody who thought that they were so great and so strong asking rocks to fall on them. In Isaiah chapter 2, day of the Lord imagery again, just listen to it. Enter the rock and hide in the dust from the terror of the Lord, from the splendor of his majesty. The proud look of man will be abased. The lofty, uh, loftiness of man will be humbled. And the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. For the Lord of hosts will have a day of reckoning against everyone who is proud and lofty and against everyone who is lifted up that he may be abased. Hide in the dust from the terror of the Lord and from the splendor of his majesty. Enter the rock and hide. Isaiah 2, 10 through 12. All the Bible writers, at least that I've, the ones I've quoted tonight and many more I could give you from Ezekiel and other places, the book of Joel, are uh, talking about these happenings. Now you say, okay, well, you said you would give us a big picture. Here's what I think happens. And we'll end with this tonight. Um, re- look at Revelation 7. There's two things that happen in Revelation 7. And we'll, this is just a preview. One There is a ceiling of how many people? 144,000 from the 12 tribes of Israel. And then two, there's this group of people that appear in heaven. They're uh, clothed in white robes. They come out of the great tribulation. We'll we'll study this more, but there's a ceiling of the 144,000. This huge, uncountable group appears in heaven, and there's a dialogue about where they came from and so forth. And then... After Revelation 7, look at Revelation 8, 1. And when he broke what? The seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God. 
And the seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel came and stood at the altar, holding a golden censer. Much incense was given to him that he might add it to the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. The smoke of the incense with their prayers of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer, filled it with fire of the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there followed peals of thunder, sounds and flashes of lightning and an earthquake. And then we're going to see judgment, 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 judgment. Here's my point. I think what you have is the sign. Jesus is coming. The cosmic sign. All of a sudden, there's a ceiling of 144,000 for ownership and protection. A huge group of people appears in heaven. All of a sudden, where are they from? From every tribe, tongue, nation, and people. Where did they come from? Out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes in the blood of the land. Lamb, and then there's silence in heaven for a half an hour. The seventh seal is broken, and then what starts to happen? Judgment, judgment, judgment. So I believe what we have is Revelation 6, the sixth seal is broken. Revelation 7, God, there's 144,000 Jews sealed. The church is in heaven, raptured out of the, uh, all that's going on, and then the judgment falls. That is the pre-wrath view. Make sense? Just nod. Humor me. <laughs> so that's how the view unfolds. Now, I'll say this to you. I hope I'm wrong. Here's why. I'd prefer not to be here for these events. <laughs> can, I, can I get a witness? I have no martyr's complex. And for those of you who are still pre-tribbers, I love you. <laughs> And I hope you're right. Because this is going to be a tough time, right? And as we go on in the book, there's going to be stuff where, you know, taking the mark and the mark of the beast, and we'll get into all this stuff. And it's, and it, and it's pretty heavy stuff. But here's what I know. Our champion is coming. <laughs> and this will really only matter to that last generation. We may be that generation. We may not be. But we know... Who writes the last chapter? Amen. We know the end of the story and we know who wins. And if you're a Christian, we win because we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Praise the Lord. I hope you're saying hallelujah or amen in your car or wherever you are listening. Hey, the book of Revelation is deep and it can be heavy and there's a lot to learn and a lot to review and go back over. And you can get a DVD copy of the teaching on the seals from Revelation chapter 6 when you go to the store at walkintruth.com. You know, th these teachings in Revelation, I've taught them many times, studied them many times, gone over the parallel passages many times. And I want to encourage you to get a hold of this DVD today. You'll be partnering with us at Walk in Truth, and it will be also growing you in your walk and knowledge of the book of Revelation. You may want to think about getting one for a friend as well to help them understand these concepts. I know it's something that I've had to revisit many times, and I know you'll be blessed. Check it out at walkintruth.com. Click on the store tab. Now, if you're local, my friend, if you're anywhere near the area of Corona, we'd love to invite you out to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I have the honor and privilege of serving as senior pastor. And today I'm teaching from the majestic, incredible 
love chapter of 1 Corinthians 13. You know, if we could just get this chapter right, get it applied in our life, we would know what love is, we'd know how to love others, and I think it would be life-transforming. I want to encourage you, if you're hurting, if you're wondering what love is, if you have a marriage that may be on shaky ground, come on out and learn more about love and how to love the people in our lives. Now, that's happening today at 9 and 11.15 a.m. at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. You say, well, where is that, Pastor Michael? I want to come. Well, hey, it's 1009 Arsenal Way in Corona, 1009 Arsenal Way in Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. To get all the information, download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. Look for that red logo with the pillars and come on out. I would love to meet you in the courtyard, love to shake your hand, give you a hug, and introduce you to this incredible church family. Now, please make sure you tune in on Monday. You may have noticed we haven't talked about the seventh seal yet, because I believe the seventh seal is when the wrath of God begins. And between the sixth and seventh seals is an entire chapter, Revelation 7. What happens there? The sealing of 144,000 Jews and a great multitude that appears in heaven. This is so intriguing. And I believe it explains a lot about the chronology of the book of Revelation. And then the seventh seal will be broken in Revelation 8.1. So hang on, because the seventh seal teaching is coming. But we're going to find out more next week in the book of Revelation. Until then, have a great weekend. May God richly bless you. Remember, to learn more about Pastor Michael, the online store, podcast, or to donate, visit walkintruth.com. And thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, encouraging you to reach out with God's truth to all people.